Yeah, once, you, once you've had a baby you know. in the family, then you can say, you know, by yeah. the way, your beet salad yeah. sucks balls and I will never eat that shit again. And I only I ate it because I was banging your daughter. I w- yes. That's the only reason I ate it was because I was banging your daughter and I didn't want you to make me stop. Yeah. You know. This is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Literate Apecast is a production of literateape.com, and the apes would like to advise you that inappropriate language and themes may follow. If you are easily triggered, best to go listen to a public radio podcast. Men do kill women. Women rarely. I mean, it happens. Phil Hartman's wife did, but uh, women rarely kill men. That's not something men mostly have to worry about. Yeah. They mostly have to worry about uh, being made fun of, uh, losing their, losing status, mm-hmm. being humiliated, you know, and in the, and I, I would argue in the, in the world of our feelings, mm-hmm. it's our feelings, it's our traumas. They are as painful and as bad as physical pain. Well, if that's the case, then humiliating men is just inflicting physical pain upon them. So it's really not that different, is it? But it is, and we know it is. We all kind of know that being humiliated isn't the same as having, like, an ice pick jabbed in your eyeball. It's a different thing. Right. You know, and so... Yeah, pain is pain, but, you know, an ice pick wound might heal. Yeah. Emotional pain might take years to heal. Yes. Because we hold on to shit. Yes. And when the thing about it is trauma is trauma. PTSD is something that is completely... I I think PTSD has been thrown around as like, oh, I, I was sexually harassed when I was 10... And I've been, I've got PTSD. No, you're a you're a fucking flake because PTSD is a diagnosed problem. Yeah. And and I'm telling you, you're getting sexually harassed when you were ten does not equate being in Iraq and having a fucking you know a dirty bomb go off sixteen feet from your head. Yeah. And then you can't possibly, when you come back to the United States, you can't possibly hear the backfire of a car without going into convulsion. Yeah. That's a complete, I mean, seriously, well, but a there's, very different experience. And give me a break. But there's different degrees of PTSD. And neither of us no, are. No, there really aren't. Well, but hang on, because neither of us are psychologists, so we can't say, for, we can't officially diagnose. Well, the and thing I can't is, speak to the but, true definition but, and the, and the, the but nuances. But neither can of, somebody that thinks they have. Well, that's true. I can but think here, I have cancer, but unless I go to a doctor that says, no, that's <laughs> cancer, then I did. Oh, I've got cancer. Then I'm Woody well, Allen. But he- here's the thing. Yeah, well, yeah. You know. But then you you wouldn't have to worry about it because he's untouchable, apparently. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't um, have to. He's too old to care. So here's the thing. So I've, I have said um, that, you know, my first three years in Chicago were hard on me. I had a lot of shit go down emotionally. Like with work, I, had, I was unemployed for the better part of three years. Had a fuck of a time getting freelance work. I was new in the city and just sure. finding your way. It was tough. I was in a fucked up relationship with a girl. My dog died. My grandfather died. My best friend died. Like it was just a rough, yeah. it was a rough go. And even now, it was, this was eight years ago sure. now, give or take. Sometimes I feel like, oh God, I'm acting this way because I'm still traumatized or I'm, I still fear like, well, what if that kind of shit happens again? What if I end up with no money for three years. But that's years not PTSD and that's well, not no, even trauma. No, it's, it's not. Well, it's trauma. No, it's yeah, not. Trauma. It's, no, trauma is more. This is the thing. It's sort of like saying assault. If I poke you in the chest with my finger, I've assaulted you. That's not assault. Yeah. I, legally, it is. 
Okay, legally, that's, that's what I'm okay. saying. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's the I would consider that assault. I know, but it's conflation of terms. Trauma can't be. I had a bad time eight years ago, and I'm reminded of it. That's just human experience. That's that's no different. It's like saying a kid that burned his hand on a fucking stove, and now he doesn't want to. Every time he sees a stove, he goes, "Well, I don't want to burn myself." That's not trauma. That's he burned himself, and he learned not to fucking touch a hot stove. Well, but it's an inability to. I don't know if it's an inability. It's you, you can't get past... There's a fear that you have now. Like, well, yeah. After that, that rough relationship, I was like, I'm not getting back into a relationship. I'm but not going to deal with this shit again. Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. Um, because at some point, if you're able to, you get past it. And these soldiers that have the PTSD and that, you know, do they hear a, a car backfire and they freak out, hopefully they're in some kind of therapy or some kind of process to work through that so they can function and not freak out every time a car backfires. You, know, you have I, to take the steps to get through here, it. Here's the thing: I've been watching. Uh, Everyone's when you know when you get in, you get you get trapped in a in a in a rabbit hole of YouTube. Oh yeah. And you suddenly just can't stop watching a certain type of thing. Yeah. Well, I recently got trapped right. into a rabbit hole of Gordon Ramsay stuff. So I'm watching Kitchen Nightmares. I fucking love I love Gordon Ramsay. So I'm watching Kitchen Nightmares. I'm watching Twenty Four Hours to Hell. All these guys. Mm-hmm. And. The gist of most of his experiences is that he gets these restaurant owners who arguably would say they are traumatized. They are behaving in completely self-destructive ways because yeah. of something that happened to them earlier. And Gordon Ramsay, and this and this is why I always look at this stuff. And Gordon Ramsay is like the one of them. And it's very interesting. It's, and, it, and it makes me cry. I watch it and I bawl mm-hmm. because it really is. These people are going through terrible, terrible experiences. This guy owned a restaurant. Um, his son was shot. He'd sent him to the bus stop and his son was shot 10 times and he has never recovered from it. His yeah. restaurant was successful and then that happened and then it's been a year and a half and it's just a fucking zapped him. I mean, he has nothing but this fucking restaurant and it's fallen apart yeah. and he doesn't know why. And Gordon Ramsay comes in and, and, and it's not because he's brilliant or he's Gordon Ramsay. It's because he's of this guy's son and how this has damaged him so much that arguably you could say he's traumatized by it. Mm-hmm. And I think having your son shot and you finding the body and the cops having to pull you off the body. It's a bit much. That's, that's traumatizing. Yeah. I would say that is traumatizing on some level. Yeah. But basically Gordon Ramsay looks at him and says, you have to make a choice. In the middle of the you restaurant. can either okay. wallow in And it's a hope tree and it's named after his son. There you go. And he makes the comment. He tells them, every time you start losing your standards or finding a lack of commitment or getting lazy, come over to this tree and just sit down and understand who you're letting down and what inspiration and what this kid stood for and how important he was. And I mean, I'm bawling while he's saying yeah. it because yeah. the guy's bawling. Yeah. It means so well, much that's to an him. emotional thing. I mean, that's it's a big human deal. existence. And sure. so that's what I look at. I look at trauma as, and that's the thing. The difference is if I have my, if I blow my leg off, in a war zone, yeah, I can't choose to then just have my leg back. Right. I can't choose that. It's you gone. Can, you can choose to I mean, I can function choose, as a one-legged person I can choose, or you get a... Yeah, a, I can choose to do that. You know, but if a terrible thing happens to me that does not physically incapa- incapacitate me in any way, I get to choose to not have that cripple me. But you and can also you choose don't the emotional choose, stuff. Well, but, but if you don't make the choice... If well, you make the it. choice that's... to be crippled, then you're crippled. And right. it was your choice. And so really there is an element of your own issue you've got to deal with. Right. So if we look at m- my three years, right? Yeah. Like, okay, 
People are unemployed. Mm-hmm. That shit happens in life. It sucks, but it happens. Yeah. Uh, people have shitty relationships. It sucks. The way it works. It happens. Uh, grandparents die. It's, it sucks. They're but old. They die. That's kind of what people do. They die. Dogs, All of us do. Dogs die. Everything it sucks. dies. They die. Yeah. Uh, best friends. They die. Yeah. Sometimes they die young and it's really unfortunate. Yeah. But it happens. But it happens. So what am I going to do then? Am I just not going to ever be in a relationship again because I might be, I might have the exact same experience? Well, okay, fine. So then I'm not, I won't date ever again because I can't ever be hurt that's again. What say. Should I not have new friends because I'm afraid they're all going to die? Well, that's stupid too, isn't it? But, Should I not get another dog because it might break my heart when it dies? Then I'm missing out on all the joys of having a dog. Yeah. You know, do I just go, well, fuck it. I'm unemployed. I'll never work again, I guess. Nobody wants me. And so I just don't... Like, what do I do? So you get, you fig- and eventually you, you have I, to figure I, it out. I got you make a choice. It. Yeah, you know, life do, is loss. But all to of deny, life, the older you get, the more you have to become accustomed to yeah. losing things yes. that you care about. Yes. That is, That's the, life. if there is anything that I've learned in 52 years, is that all of life is basically, I mean, it's like the whole Mother Teresa is like, suffering will make you holy. Fuck all that. What will make you holy is learning to live with the fact that everything you have loved or mm-hmm. ever will love, you will lose. Yes. And so you can or, choose or not to you have will go things. first and they will lose. They, everything yeah. else will, will lose eventually, you. Yeah. Eventually, you, but you have, you're going to lose stuff. It's just the way yeah. it is. And so you get to choose whether the, the knowledge of that loss is I don't want things because I don't want to care about things that I will lose or which I went I went through I will a good appreciate the things yeah. that I have with the knowledge yes. that I will lose them. And it just took me time to get them. That's yeah. fine. Like you that, work through that's it. That's called growing up. Yes. That's what it's called. We call that growing into adulthood. But to to say that well what happened to you David isn't trauma. <laughs> it is, but what I'm not doing is going Oh, woe is me, and nothing's good anymore, and everything's off. Like, I'm not doing that. It's I'm just trying experience to get past that it. you learn from. So you have to be able to adapt from that trauma, from that bad go, from whatever it is, and move on. Even, yeah, if you get all your limbs blown off, I mean, I know nothing about that. I hope I never I, do. Yeah, but... But I'm sure there are people out there that figure out how to make it I know work they, to they, the they, best of their ability. This, this, well, and I always so you go can't back say, well, fuck, unless you got all your limbs blown off, it doesn't matter. Well, no, no what, matters. I'm say, what I'm saying is scar, and, and I believe this, and this is actually true, medically, scar tissue on your body yeah. is thicker and stronger and more knitted than regular tissue. Yes. That's it. Scar tissue is... That's why is, you can feel it, and it's yeah, hard. It's yeah. hard. It is stronger. Okay. Yes. So my difficulty, and this is sort of a difficulty with what I, I think of a lot of therapy is, but I, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not speaking from a great, a great vast wealth of experience with therapy. I've yeah, if you want to talk therapy, we can talk therapy. I've done I, some therapy, but I found I no, therapy. I found no, I found no benefit in it for me personally. Yeah. Um, but uh, but this is my issue: is if something bad, if I am scarred, if I'm wounded, mm-hmm. if I get a big gash in my fucking leg. And it is a horrifying gash. Mm-hmm. And I go through the process of going, and, and it starts to heal up. And then because I'm reminded of the gash, I keep picking at that gash. Yeah. I keep picking at it. It's never going to heal. It never becomes discard tissue. Scabs. It never yeah. becomes discard tissue. And then it, thus, it never becomes stronger physical material. Yeah. And I think psychically... We tend, we've kind of entered into, and it's, I'm blame, I'm blame fucking Freud, that degenerate son of a bitch, um, that that we've decided that the best thing we can do emotionally is to keep 
picking over the fucking scabs and never allowing them to heal over. Yeah. There's a reason we forget things. You know, when, yeah. I mean, I have a big issue. It's, a, it's survival if instinct. If your to brain yeah. blocks something out so that you don't remember it, that's your brain protecting you. Well, that's I mean, what brains do. Like, they protect I, you. You mentioned cancer a minute ago. Yeah. I had cancer on my yes, face. You did. Right? And I knew, because I wrote about this in and the story people, that I And this wrote, thing is, I, when people hear that, uh, I, I'll admit, until I saw the video, I didn't even, it's like, oh, you got a melanoma. Well, how big is that? That was serious well, shit. Well, it was a melanoma. That's I know, yeah. but, it was, but, that, that's, yeah. but when you say that, that's what people think. It's like you had a mole. Yeah. No, that this shit was serious shit. Yeah. So I mean, like I and I, I wrote about it, and WGN did a thing on mm-hmm. me about skin cancer, and I said in the piece that I wrote, which was in Chicago Health Magazine, um, that I didn't want to become. One of those people that hides from the sun. Yeah. Like that, I wear the big hats and the long sleeves at the beach. Sure. Like that's what what fun is that? Yeah. But. I take measures. I, I'm better with sunscreen. You're, you're I don't cautious. sit out for five hours straight in the sun. Exactly. I might take a break and go sit in some shade. Like yeah. just common sense stuff. Yeah. So it's not hindering me from still, from enjoying the outside anymore. Like that's sometimes I might pick the shadier side of the street. Dude, you know, or I'll. That, I'm Irish. You know, that's all I do. In yeah. fact, that when we went to Cancun, that that was a source of contention because Danny likes to lay out forever. She she can be out in the sun for as long as she wants. Yeah. Man, I burn like a fucking. Fr- I'm, I mean, I'm right. you know I'm like a sausage, and so I'm like if if I don't have an umbrella I, and I'll pay for the umbrella yeah. or some fucking serious shade. Yeah. We're not gonna be here long. At least I'm not gonna be here long. And so she once she understood. Mm-hmm. That this was not about, this was about me being able to hang out with her for a long time. Because yeah. I know she likes a long time. Yeah. She, it was like, okay, it's a priority that there is an umbrella and a, like a deck chair or something like that for me yeah. to sit on. And yep. then, and then it's like, you know, and she okay. can go, oh, I'm married to a fucking old man. No, you're married to a guy who doesn't want to lay in hot sand underneath the blazing sun for five fucking hours. And there's nothing and be wrong in, with that. Yeah. And then the next day feel like and, yeah. shit and want to die. Yeah. That's just all, that's, that's all I well, want to I'll tell you a story about sexual assault. All right. So I've got a, I've got a really good friend who years ago, she, she wasn't sexually assaulted, but the guy had sex with her while she was drunk and like half asleep and she didn't, she didn't say no, she didn't say yes, but it wasn't comfortable. It's, it's that gray it, well, area that is common. Yeah, but it's, it's and it, it fucked with her a little bit. And then right after, he was like, nope, I want nothing to do with you. It just, it fucked with her. Yeah. And and I get that. That's It was her first time. Oh, yeah. And, and you the know, thing is, like, when you're inebriated, you don't really have the capacity to provide any kind of sensical, sense, any kind yeah. of consent. But, you know, that's... But it was, it was, it was shady on his party... Pro- you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I wasn't there, but I've been in situations where I'm really drunk, where she's really drunk, and I've said, like, we are too drunk to do this. We're going to sleep. You know, yeah. like, it's not clear. But that's that's not what happened here. So anyway, she has this experience, and it and it fucked with her head, and it's 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 been 20-something years since this happened. She's quote-unquote fine, but sometimes it's still, it's like, oh, it just, it, the memory of it, upsets her a little bit. Oh, well, sure. it was and a I, bad moment. Okay. And understandably. And, you know, she had other relationships and she's had sex again, you know, yeah. so she's not broken. But it still sits there with her as this bad experience and it, it did, you know, shortly thereafter, like new new guys, she was just like untrusting of the situation. She was more careful to not 
drink okay. with guys she wasn't so in she relationships wears, with. She or wears whatever, sunscreen. You know, whatever it was. She wears sunscreen. Yes. Yeah. And I talked to her a, a couple weeks ago, or two weeks ago, and which is a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and there was something that triggered her memory of it. And she was just like, I'm having a weird time with this. And I need to talk to you about it. And I'm like, yep, cool. And by the end of the conversation, she's like, I feel better. Thank you. And yeah. sometimes you just have to talk the well, shit and through. And but she has never once said, I'm a victim. And this is it. And this defines and me. That and I am broken. Her. And Right. That wouldn't and help And she her. knows that. And she went to some therapy to deal with whatever she had to deal with. But I think that's the important thing is not to hang your hat on the one or two or 75,000 bad things that happened to you. Yeah. Is you've got to You're gonna move do on. your best to it get sound, past It them. sounds terrible because to just say fucking move on, but you. Jesus Christ, move on, man. Whether you move on or don't move on, more bad shit's going to happen. Yeah. It's just the way so it's, you can either let it stack up or you can sweep it away. Well, actually, so I don't think it's sweep it away. I, then I well, but I mean, analogy. you know, just move wrote, it out of the way so you can keep walking yeah. your path through life. The, the, the metaphor that I had once, and I wrote about this, it's, I don't even know if it's on the ape anymore or if ever was on the ape, but I mean, I wrote it, and, I, and it was a really visceral image to me is the idea that that every one of us is just walking. We're just walking. Yeah. We're walking around, and we carry a suitcase. Mm -hmm. And our suitcase, on the outside of our suitcase, are all the little stickers of the places we've been. Yeah. So and so when people meet us, they see the suitcase. They see, oh, here's this person who's been on these places. But inside the suitcase is shit we've collected. Yeah. And some of it is real fucking heavy. Mm -hmm. You know. And you don't. You just can't open up the suitcase. And eliminate it. You right. can never get rid of it. It's always going to be in the suitcase. Yeah. So the question becomes, how do you deal with the certain heavier things? Well, one of the things is, if you just sit and piss and moan about heavier, how heavy your fucking suitcase is, you're not moving down you're not the going road. Anywhere. Yeah. You're just stopping and pissing and moaning about how heavy your suitcase is. Or you're dragging is. it and the life is yeah. passing you, you by. You have not to, where you need figure to get out in time. how to carry yeah. your suitcase because you're tethered to it for your life. And it's going to keep and, filling up with shit. And that stuff helps define you and shape you. Yeah. So like my friend, she approached sex with boyfriends or randoms or whatever it was in a different way. Yeah. You know, I approached my, and I still approach my relationship with Katie. Well, fuck it. When I first started dating Katie or any girls after the bad relationship, I approached it all differently because I learned from it. Yeah. Don't get in that shit again. Don't allow yourself to fall for that trap or whatever it is whatever that it, that is, it was. Yeah. I'm not a big food guy. Like I don't get excited about the, f I mean, it's it's eating. I don't eat till I'm ready to puke or anything. I yeah. eat till I'm done eating. So you don't you do know. Thanksgiving right? Uh, apparently. Okay, all right. But my favorite Thanksgiving meal, when I was in college in Las Vegas, um, my best friend growing up, um, Brian Wolf, he lived in San Diego. So instead of flying all the way back to Chicago for Thanksgiving, I just would go to San Diego and be with his family. So sure. I did that for 10 years, um, which was awesome because I get to see my buddy and hang out in San Diego for the weekend. And his mom, God love her, is not the world's greatest cook. But <laughs> turkey was fine. Sure. All the fixings were fine. But she made this really basic, almost peasantry like this this pedestrian broccoli cheese casserole that's just rice and cheese whiz oh. and broccoli and puts it i think it's done in like a you know a slow pot or a, a crock pot thing. sure oh my god that thing is so fucking good all right oh god it is so and it's so basic and it doesn't require any culinary skills but oh that is the best thing. See, my two favorites, and this comes from, one comes from my mom and one comes from me wanting to do something interesting, um, is uh, Uncle Ben's Wild Rice. Yeah. 
just a fucking pot of with with my mom put mushroom. She would take like a like a just a canned mushroom caps mm-hmm. and just drop them in there and then just in the crock pot. Yeah, sure. God damn it, I love and I to this day I love wild rice. I almost only eat it on Thanksgiving. It's one of my fucking favorite things. But the combo is because everybody everybody likes the yam. You know, with like like here's sweet potatoes yeah, with, with the like mushrooms the, the fucking, with, or the, no, with the, the marshmallows, the marshmallows and that shit. And I, always thought, I, I put mushrooms on mine. I always yeah, thought, yeah, <laughs> I always thought that was way too sweet. Well, it's kind so of like I a dessert up, side. I looked, well, I looked up a recipe and I went, okay, I'm going to try this, and it is, it, it's no one else's favorite. I don't know why it's no one else's favorite. <laughs> it's one of those things where I just don't understand why people don't just fucking go nuts for this, because there's always plenty of it left over. But it is uh, a sweet potato eggnog. Uh, rum raisin casserole. I mean, it's basically sweet potatoes, eggnog, butter. What? All mashed up. It's like mashed potatoes, but it's like with, I'm telling you, the eggnog rocks. And then you soak uh, golden raisins in rum all night long and put those in there. Uh-huh. And then you take a bag of those horrible, crunchy fucking oatmeal cookies. Yeah. You know I'm talking about those fucking, <laughs> like, nobody likes those fucking snappy, bite, uh, yeah. dry. You just mash them up, and you make that the crust. And you put that, and I'm telling you, I think that's the fucking. That does sound kind of good. And I'm telling you, at the end of Thanksgiving that I'm a part of. There's like one scoop taken out that was I, yours. And, yeah, yeah, that's usually a bunch left over. And so my leftovers are, for a day, it'll be like, here's a little turkey and a, a giant uh-huh. mound of wild rice and a giant mound of that eggnog casserole. And then I'll, I'll eat those two things for like two weeks because I love that shit. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, that shit's good. So what's the worst? What's the, the, like, in your memory of the worst Thanksgiving food you ever, or maybe even, like, a staple that you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Why do they always make that shit and I have to eat it? Well, dry turkey, for one, ruin is bad. Dry turkey is That's bad. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it's like vacation, Christmas vacation. Yeah. Where they're, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and they're drinking the, the soda. So yeah. I think that's pretty bad. But I, there was one uh, dish that we had actually it wasn't Thanksgiving. Does it still count? If it wasn't it was Christmas. Oh yeah. And it was the first Christmas I had with Katie's family. Oh no. Which is the first time I met them. Okay. Katie had and I think Katie's an incredible cook. She, and she is. It's not it's not just me. Um but she made this like root salad thing. It beets and whatever. Get it I away hate from me. Beets. Get it away from I hate beets. Yeah. Get but it away from me. I had to me. eat that. Because it was the family. it was there yeah, yeah. and you, oh, but, and they all know this now. Like, oh, I yeah. Will, yeah. Well, now then, once you're like, in the family, not, then once you've married her and had made a baby. It, she hasn't made it since. Like it's yeah. not a staple at yeah, Thanksgiving Yeah. Once, you, once you've had a baby you know. in the family, then you can say, you know, by yeah. the way, your beet salad yeah. sucks balls and I will never eat that shit again. And I only ate it because I was banging your daughter. I, yeah. That's the only reason I ate it was because I was banging your daughter and I didn't want you to make me stop. Yeah. You know. I want to get to the point where I can tell my mother-in-law, who is an equally, I mean, she's incredible. She's incredible in the kitchen. But she undercooks things a little bit. Like, she underbakes. Okay. So the, the rolls are, are, are really doughy, good. But doughy in the middle. A little bit doughy. That's not it. Yeah. And yeah. I and Katie's there's when you get like, your Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, get your fucking Gordon Ramsay. But I think that's just the everybody else. And I eat them because they're good. Yeah, but they're just a little you bit. Mean, you know, they could be chewy. Just blah, blah, they could blah, blah, blah. they could be perfect if you just let them like sit in the oven for like minutes. a minute longer. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, the well, the and I don't really have a food that is the worst, but I do have the. I was the biggest fucking asshole, and then you know, and and, and I, I've told stories about my time with Alice. My four years with Alice, uh, the, my Korean girlfriend. Yeah. Um, 
and how what an asshole she was. Once in a while, it's that it, it, there are two ways, there are two two roads to that street. And I was uh, I remember Thanksgiving, her family lives out in Glendale, California. Okay. And we were going to go Thanksgiving to Glendale, California. And what they like to do for Thanksgiving is just go to a Korean barbecue place. Okay. You know, and yep. uh, and I was like, and I told Alice, because I didn't want to go. I mean, I'll be first. I didn't want to go to fucking California for fucking Thanksgiving. Yeah. I liked having an orphan's Thanksgiving here. Mm-hmm. It's more fun. Than a cook. Friendsgiving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and so I made a big deal about, no, I got to have turkey. It isn't Thanksgiving unless I have turkey. So, I, and there's no turkey to Korean barbecue, so I got to have turkey. So I made, mm-hmm. I, you know, I just made this big deal. Well, I didn't talk to her family about it, but of course she then communicated this to her family. So we get there. And they've decided this is so fucking bad. Their Thanksgiving, their whole family. I'm the only white person there. Yeah. I am the outsider in this lovely, and I have to say, lovely fucking family decided. Were you married to her at this point? No, we were never married. We oh, lived never... together. No, we lived together okay. for four years, off and on for I can't four years. Up with yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice, yeah. I'm, okay. no, she was not one of my wives. Um, but, uh, <laughs> But uh, they decided we were going to go to this place that had turkey. And it was a VFW hall okay. on a mountain. And they didn't really know what they were doing. So we didn't go until a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Who didn't know what they were doing? The family? The family. Because okay. they'd never gotcha. done this yep. before. What yep. they ordinarily did was just go to a Korean barbecue place. And then they but got they every... shifted for They you. shifted just for me because they knew I had to have turkey. Sure. And we go in this VFW hall. Now, mind you... This is a place where a lot of older people probably is a buffet kind mm-hmm. of thing, and I think the buffet started at like four thirty in the afternoon, and it was about eight thirty when we yep. got there. And that shit was some picked over Slim nasty. Pickens, and man. I mean, I got in there and I'm looking around, and there is it is it is it is some sad. It's fucking sad, my friend. Yeah. And I'd made such a big deal about turkey, and I get to this turkey, and this turkey is gray. Yeah. This is just, it's covered in like gray. It's the, it's like this big pot of just like, of just like turkey parts and they're in this gravy already. So it's not like here, get oh, some fresh turkey and then put yeah. your own gravy on if you want. It's just laying in gray. It just was the most dismal looking fucking gray ass fucking turkey I ever saw in my life. And my first instinct was say, I'm not fucking eating that. <clears throat> but then I realized while I'm standing in the buffet line and everybody else is kind of getting their seats. If I don't, if I don't. Yeah. Eat some fucking turkey. Mm-hmm. I'm already the biggest dick alive. Yep. I'm the biggest dick alive. I don't eat this fucking turkey in yeah. front of him. So I pile on this gray, tasteless, awful turkey on my plate. And I sit down, and it is. It's exactly like Christmas vacation because it wasn't dry. It was just, it was like eating turkey-ish mush. Like sad cafeteria It was food, the yeah. worst. And I mean, I fucking ate that shit, and I wanted to make sure that every. And I told them how mm, wonderful. Yeah, and it wasn't, yeah. Wait, it, the and spot. you can tell they hated it. They were. I mean, they did their best. They they ate yeah. what they ate. You know, it's like the kids. All they got were like pies. That's all right. they ate. Were like pie and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and ambrosia salad and yeah. shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. A, that was the worst Thanksgiving, and, and it was entirely my fault. I yeah. was. You know, and then the next day. We went to Korean barbecue and ate up, you know. Okay. And, and then it was fine. But it was like, ah, oh, this is the worst Thanksgiving. And it was all it's entirely my fault. It's similar to Tipper Gore's argument. Tipper Gore was a, an, an idiot. And because of Tipper Gore, I couldn't buy a lot of the records I wanted to buy exactly. when I was a kid. So fuck you, fuck Tipper, you Tipper Gore. Fuck you, Tipper Gore. Yeah. 
uh, I think that Trump certainly does not help things. He says a bunch well, of neither dumb do rap shit. lyrics hang talking on, about hoes on. and cops. True, not helping anything. But Trump is different than um, uh, Two Live Crew or how so? Um, well, let, fuck it. Let's. So one of the albums I couldn't buy uh-huh. because of Tipper Gore was uh, Doctor Dre's The Chronic. Uh huh. Because it, it was one of the. I think at the beginning the of best. when they had the first, yeah, you know, the parental advisor. Yeah, they had the, they had the little uh, sticker. Yeah. And Dr. Dre wasn't rapping about that stuff to get people to do things. He was rapping about his experience. You know, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, he was talking a lot of shit about Easy E. You know, on that on that record uh-huh. quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Trump gets up and he says a bunch of shit that he knows is going to get applause. That's his objective. That is his. Well, but that's his, his experience. Main objective. The reason Trump was elected, because he didn't just come out and start saying shit. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Yes, let's do that. He, The reason he won, in part, is because Hillary Clinton was a terrible candidate. The other reason he won is because that, that fear, that anger, that hatred already existed. He was able to amplify it or be the voice of of it. And you're saying Dr. Dre wasn't doing exactly the same thing, well, amplifying... I well, but I don't hold Dr. Dre responsible for... So then why do you hold Donald violence? Trump responsible? Doc, uh, Dr. Trump. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Dre. What the fuck? Hang on. Who are we talking about? Donald Trump. They need. We need different names. I picked a bad, yeah, yeah, a bad yeah, example yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. Too much alliteration. Um, Trump... <laughs> Christ, what was the question? <laughs> is, is, is... Why is he... What, 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 what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying that, is, is, and this is the, the argument is, well, he's the president and he's powerful. Yes. Okay. Let's back mm. it up. Let's back it up. I know what I was going to say. Right. Trump, because he is the leader, because he is the leader of the United States, and he is in this position of power and authority, he needs to set a better example of calm and and uh, fairness. And that violence isn't the answer, that everyone's equal, because if that's... So he shouldn't speak to his experience. What experience does he have? He's an asshole. He doesn't have any experience with his experience, migrants. I know. His experience is business. This, I guess, I, and I'm not even... The thing about it is, I sound I mean, like I'm so apologizing he's, he's not the same Trump. as Tipper Gore. I just am skeptical of very the idea. Things. I'm skeptical of the idea, because basically, our president is just the most popular candidate with the most fucking money. They don't have to be qualified. Obama was not qualified to be the president of the United States. He he'd been, he was a first-time fucking senator. Well, maybe he was not Maybe he was. So what I'm saying is, the idea that this is somehow this position of authority that is the president is not just a for-show thing. I mean, some people go, oh, the president of the United States is the leader of the free world. You know, I don't buy that. What That's... I would say is the president of the United States is that 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 well, I don't even know what they call it, but the the the, the woman on the front of the ship is basically like a, a Rolls Royce symbol on the front of the car. Yeah, yeah, it's the, like a symbol. It, yeah, it's all it is is a symbol because ultimately the president actually doesn't have that much power. All the president well, written uh, all the nah. <laughs> all the president really has is he has a bully pulpit. Everybody listens to him. Yeah. He gets to be in negotiations. But that's it. Uh, but that's but I'm saying that's all. That's all. Dr. Dre had. He had a bully pulpit. He had an album that a lot of kids bought. Okay, I think what so we need to, to blame do here, what though. the kids do on Dr. Dre. We said, and I'm not saying it's not true because I'm going to say, but I'm saying 
I wonder if they're not the same argument because we're going to blame See, I don't Dr. Think, I don't Dre. I don't think they are. I don't think they yeah. are because we're I don't think that Dr. Dr. Dre is the kids same as fucking, Trump. It's like, it's like the, 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 what is it? The Don't Fear the Reaper. What, yeah. Who is that? The Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah. Blaming that song for kids committing suicide. Because there's nothing to be afraid of. The Reaper is... Yeah. is 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 trying to find something to blame without actually having to look at the real problem. And so blaming Donald Trump and his rhetoric on a fucking bunch of white guys getting guns and shooting up Jews and blacks is avoiding. It's a it's the easy road. It's avoiding what the real problem is because the real problem exists. There were people that killed Jewish people in synagogues and yeah. And anti-Semitism is as old as the country and beyond. Yeah. And anti-gay rhetoric and this stuff has existed in our country for. So to blame Donald Trump for this happening strikes me as a little bit short-sighted. And I don't think that Donald Trump should be blamed for this. Okay. I think that he. So you think it's a Tipper Gore argument? No, because okay. here, here's the difference between Tipper Gore's argument and the argument that Donald Trump is causing all of this. Why not blame? Uh, What's a, a a book or a movie or a TV show where terrible things happen? Um, like where uh, it Stephen okay. King should Stephen King be blamed for clowns killing people? Well, that's the same argument. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. So yeah. Dre and Two Live Crew and you know any of the others. And the answer is Eminem, no, whoever of else. Not. Art can isn't necessarily true even when it's true it might not be true even if if um what was the band why can't i think of the band that ice cube and and dre were in and easy e nwa thank you jesus david it's been a a long day well yeah no so yeah so nwa like that was way back in the 90s i don't know exactly what ice cubes and dr dre's and easy e's experience was what they put on their records i know yeah true or not fictionalized off of truth it doesn't matter that's it it, it might not be real. Marilyn Manson is another good example. He's like, I'm just making fucking music. I'm just telling stories. Like, this is, it's fiction inspired by truth. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why we need to take the Tipper Gore and the NWA and Two Life Crew rappers. So your argument is I don't that, think that Don, what Donald thing. Trump says should be true. No. Because we've been saying and we've known, and there isn't a there isn't of any boomers and boomers' parents. What everybody I'm, knows that politicians lie for a living. Everybody yes. that's as old as pol- as politics. So to assume that because we hate Donald Trump because he's a big fucking stupid asshole, that he should somehow be truthful when we know no politicians are truthful strikes me as a little bit uh, a band aid that it's just, I mean, we're just, it's. The difference is that Donald Trump has encouraged violence. How so? He is, that whole, when he, I think it was mostly on the campaign trail, really, but he, the, um, uh, throw, him, throw that bum out or body slam him or whatever. I'll pay for your. Your uh, your your attorney's fees and your court costs and all that like that's encouraging it. Dr. Dre and Ice Cube never said, "Hey kids, get a gun and go shoot a cop." Have you listened to their albums? They've never said, "Pick up a gun and go shoot a cop." They've never said that. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with fuck you. Fuck the that, police does not say no. It doesn't go say kill, kill a cop. It doesn't say kill a cop. It says fuck the police. But there are plenty. And then they give reasons why you should fuck the police. That what about cop killer? Ice Ice T is telling a story. 
He's not saying you be a cop killer. He's saying I was a cop killer or this character or here's this story about boy, a cop that's, killer. Boy, that's thin, man. That is no, thin. No, it's not. It's fiction. That's thin. Well, it's, the thing is, do you think an 18 or a 16-year-old kid in 1987 knows it's fictional when most of rap, especially gangster rap at that time, is I'm telling my truth. I'm telling my truth of the hoods that I lived in and these are my experiences. Do you think they have the cognitive ability to be able to listen to something that's cop killer and and go, oh, well, see, here he's just, there when he's talking about his feuds, well, that's real. But this one, well, this one's not real. They're, that's that's bullshit. I that's a they, thin cop-out. They, but that's, we, need to, that's, <laughs> we need to stop just blaming it and, and explain what the difference is. So let's, what's the difference between Donald Trump saying, I'll pay for you if you're going to punch a fucking guy. I don't like, he's very clear. I don't like the media. Because Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Which is just a figurehead and it's basically a celebrity position. But it's not. It is. But it's not because. The reason the alt-right, the Nazis, the white supremacists are getting louder because they're not getting more. They're no. not growing in size. They're just getting louder. Well, I mean, not. there's probably a few numbers yeah, picking yeah, up here yeah, and there, yeah, but yeah. it's not a... But for the most yeah. part, it's not like it's this not explosion yeah. of yeah. membership. Yeah. Um, the reason they're getting louder is that the left is getting louder. Because we've always had Ann Coulter. Oh, yeah. You know. And we always had Bill Maher. Right. You so, know? So it's not like it's not like they're having, been, and they're good friends apparently. But, which is, but, yeah. but what you know <laughs> is, is as as identity politics and and the, the intersectionality and the victimization and sort of the grievance studies gets bigger and louder, it is an, it's natural to assume that the people that oppose everything about that movement are going to get louder as well. Yeah, we didn't see a resurgence, and, and so the the argument is well, when Donald Trump got into office. Obviously, the white and white supremacists and the bigots and the Nazis, well, of course, they got louder. That's one interpretation, and I think it's flawed causality. I think it's as e- I think it's easily as valid to say as soon as Black Lives Matter got there, then we had a louder alt-right. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. All right, my first thing. Uh, first of all, these are all things that I have not done. Some of these things that we say to do or things we've done, like we recommend this. Yeah. I cannot recommend these because I Based haven't done them Based on experience, yet. but yeah. you're I'm suggesting not, but that I suggest we them. do them. Yes. Yeah, all right. So my first thing is a read. It's a it's a new book by uh, the historian Doris uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, mm-hmm. who I love. She's so smart. I'm trying to think if I've read anything by Doris Kearns Goodwin. If you've watched History Channel oh, okay. or listened to all anything, right. like there's a right. 99.999% chance yeah. that okay. she's been there because she's right. like... The go-to She's the go-to. American history. Um, it's uh, her new book, Leadership in Turbulent Times. Mm. Four presidents. She focuses on four presidents. I want to read this. Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, and Lyndon Johnson. Okay. And I love all those presidents. And uh, she had an interview on NPR this morning, which made me go, oh, I need oh, to get that book. All right. And one of the questions, and I can't remember who the host was talking to her, but um, th- that she asked her was, why those guys? Because they're talking about it in Trump. Because yeah. there's like these four presidents had a lot of shit going on. Yeah, a lot they were, of changing. They were as, they were as were loved changing. as they were hated. Yeah, yeah. and very and a lot of times. And That's they a great... took chances. And oh, yeah. I want to read this book a lot. Now. So, and she said, "Well, these are the these are my guys that I'd want to like lay down with." I don't think she meant lay down. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, but, you no, know, no, like yeah. these are my guys, and I think they're good. We look at history; they were 
They did amazing things. In the times of, of American history, these guys, these presidents they were... They solved the problems. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's, oh, that's uh, Leadership in Turbulent Times by okay. Doris Kearns Goodwin. I'm going to put that on my Amazon wish list. Um, my first was, and I'm going to change it. I'm, going to, I'm actually going to recommend two things in my first. Um, because what I was going to see, suggest, you're a rule breaker like Donald Trump. I, I we am. don't do two yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crooked David, <laughs> small dick David. Uh, whatever, you know. <laughs> small dick. Ah, that reminds me. Of my first three years in Chicago, my ex girlfriend would call me small. Small dick David. All right, I've traumatized you. You're triggered. I take that back. It wasn't my girlfriend. It was my grandfather, which is why I fucking killed him. There you go. See, this is how we do it. Um, the first one, what I was going to suggest was watch Daredevil, Dare, Daredevil Season 3. We need to talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about it next one, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, and, and I'm saying that you should watch them mainly because uh, I like the setup for uh, Season 4, which may or may not happen because they just canceled Netflix Luke Cage. Which is a which is a bummer. really, really a bummer because oh. they really set him up for a great yeah. story arc. I and really it, I think it was it the best of it was, it, those Netflix Marvel shows, I think. Uh, I think Jessica Jones is the best of the four, but that's just my opinion. We'll have to talk yeah, about yeah. this because I, and the reason Iron that Fist, it's my which favorite. Was obviously is, the weakest, but yeah. had a really good season two, that's canceled a, yeah. that. Yep. But uh, I think they really brought Daredevil home to his Catholic I guilt. I haven't finished it yet, it's so very don't good. give I, too much away. No, but I'm not going to give anything away. I'm just saying watch it because I really enjoyed it. But I was going to recommend that. Okay. That's not what I'm gonna recommend. Okay. I'm gonna recommend that you go through you go into a YouTube rabbit hole <laughs> and watch Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Watch all of them. There are seven seasons of them. It doesn't matter which ones you watch, it's always the same fucking show. But god damn it, I love that show. Kitchen Nightmares and his new thing, it's 24 hours in hell. Where basically he does kitchen nightmares, but he only does it in 24 hours, okay. which is just amps yeah. it up. Yeah. Um I genuinely love this guy. Okay. Uh, my next thing is a listen. Uh, it's a podcast, uh, and this is really just for the Chicago listeners, I guess. So sorry about that for the rest of the world that's listening right now. Um, it's a podcast called On Background. Oh yeah, yeah. Haven't listened yes. to it yet, but it's it's good. It's you're gonna like it. But yeah, so that's all I can say about it. <laughs> I have listened to it, and uh, I'm not a subscriber, but I've listened I to individual episodes. I this episode. morning. Yeah, so, I've, I've, yep. I've listened to individual, because I don't, I, the, the ones I subscribe to is like, I've, I've, I've listened like six episodes, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is damn good, and i got to go yeah. through the backlog. Yep. Those are the ones I subscribe to. Yep. Um, although I think everybody should subscribe, should, 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 got that? Everybody should subscribe to the Literate Ape cast. But my True, second yes. thing is a read. New York Magazine came out, uh, I think, today or yesterday. Um, it's an article, and it's a good long article, called 12 Young People on Why They Probably Won't Vote. And the byline is, as told to Rachel Besheen, Zach Cheney Rice, Amelia Schoenbeck, and Emma Whitford. That is a long name. Well, those are all names that sound like NPR Oh, hosts. those are different names. Those are all different <laughs> names. Um, but basically, it is, it is, it's just a series of paragraphs of, of people 29, 21 to 29 years old, okay. all over the fucking country, mm -hmm. and their reason why they're probably not going to vote in the midterms. And uh, it's, it, you know, I, you know it's, it's not about shaming them, but it's a really interesting, they're, they're, it's one of those things, because the thing that I'm fascinated by is if... Half the country had bothered to show up and vote in 2016. Yeah. We wouldn't have a Donald Trump. Yeah. 
so why don't you vote? Why haven't we learned? And so what I liked yeah. about this article, not necessarily what I took away from it, but what I liked about it was to actually hear from people that said, you know what, I'm just not, in, I'm just not into this, and here's why. And it, and I, it, some of it made me a little pissed. Um, and some of it, I kind of went, wow, I never thought of that, which is why I think it's called, it's New York Magazine, 12 Young People on Why They Probably Won't Vote. Okay. And my, uh, my third thing to do this week uh, is a do. At the time that this podcast drops, Sunday morning. I have a feeling we're going to have the same do. You think so? I think so. All Go right. ahead. The time that this podcast drops, Sunday morning, I will likely be either in line, waiting at the door, or on my way there. Mm-hmm. At the Aragon. Oh, so it's not yeah, the same I didn't thing. Think so. Okay. Because I'm going to be in line too, but okay. For the Jawbreaker show. Yeah. Naked Ray Gun, Smokey Popes are performing. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never se- I've seen Smokey Popes and never seen Naked Ray Gun, but I've Naked never Ray seen Naked Ray Gun's a great live concert. I, yeah. That's yeah. yeah, a great live concert. I'm excited. So, Jawbreaker yeah. is your my mom. band. That's your band. And never got a chance to see them. Okay. When they performed Riot Fest last year, I had to do Roy Zacker's wedding. I was officiating his wedding. That motherfucker wouldn't change his date. Yeah. I understand why he wouldn't. Oh, fuck him. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm I was just, nice when I asked. You know, I, if somebody told me to change my date of my wedding, well, I got married in <laughs> Vegas, so who yeah. gives a shit? Well, you know, I be a better I friend. I could have just readjusted, not the date, because, you know, we were already in Vegas, yeah, but well, I could have adjusted be a the better time. Friend. So I believe there's still tickets available, so go which to this is concert. maddening to me, but go to that concert. Just don't stand in front of me if you're taller than me. All right. That's it. Well, then our dues are not the same thing. Aha. Uh-huh. Because by the time this podcast drops, you have two more days. And I will be saying these things. Dana did it already. Mm-hmm. Lots of people have already done it. They either did it by mail or they did it online or they did early. And it's just me. I want to do it on election day. I do too. I don't like early voting. And, and so, yeah, am I going to stand in line? You bet your ass I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, and I'm not going to try to shame anybody because I think that is a shitty way to get people to do things. Yeah. But um, vote. And I would argue that Maybe maybe the only good reason to vote beyond all of the chaos of the world is it is the one opportunity for you to express an opinion that actually matters more than Zuckerberg's bottom line. Yeah. So I my my third thing is if you if you are one of those 12 young people that have decided not to vote, I would I would like you to at least take a moment, rethink your position. And vote. And I don't care if you vote for Republican. I don't right. care if you vote for Ronner or Pritzker. I don't care who you vote for. I, that's not my issue is who you vote for. Right. It is the act of voting. It says you're a part of this ship. Mm-hmm. It just says. It's sort of, a, and it's sort of an existential and way. On a ship, everyone has yeah. a job. Yeah, exactly. On the, Do your job. existential way, it says... That while I may not be proud to be an American, may I, maybe I think American is just a colonizing bunch of white men, whatever. It says, or conversely, it's a bunch of fucking minorities that are trying to take my jobs. I don't give a shit what your position is. It's not the minorities. I know. It's the robots. Yes. But what I would say is, go vote. I agree. That's my, okay. th- those are our six things. That's the podcast. That's it. So please, as always... Uh, Rate us, like us, share us, tell your friends about us. Patreon.com slash literateape. I lost the www, even though it does start with a www. Um, Dot literateape. Oh, there's a dot in there? 
It's www. No ht. Okay. Dot. I don't right. do the https. Oh, look at you coming I, in the nineties. I know how, how to that? do that. Yeah. You know. You know where I came from. I thought about that when I listened to the podcast. <laughs> it all. It all comes from uh, my ten years at WBEZ. Okay. Because when 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 I started WBEZ, they had just started kind of doing the pledge by website, uh-huh. and so in the pledge drives. You know, you'd say the number, you'd say the number, 1-800, yeah. you know, they'd say the number over and over. But then we started getting, we started to have the ad, uh-huh. www.wbez.org. You know, it's that, it's early we, internet speed. Yeah, it was, yeah. and so, I, yeah. and we did it the same way for 10 years, so it just kind of stuck. That's one of those things you can't get over. Apparently not. You were. It's in my suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. Get over it. Walk down the it's road. Fucking the heavy. W- yeah, it's fucking heavy. It's three little letters and a dot. It hurts my arm. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. 